Experience. We should always try to speak openly and honestly with one another about how we experience the world. These honest discussions inevitably lead us back to first principles, past external identity, past language, right down to the notion of self. I understand on a conceptual level that everyone I have ever met has a differing understanding of how they place themselves in the world from me. But unless you have these kinds of conversations with others, you don't understand how radically different they can be. But it is such an important discussion, as once we situate ourselves in the world and understand how others do too, we can then begin to see how we act in the world, but also upon it. To do this, we must make claims about our perception of the world and the validity of those claims must be taken at face value. In the world of fake news and post-truth, perhaps believing in the possibility of what someone is saying without requesting proof is a skill, like active listening, that can be exercised and built like a muscle. And in this episode, I want to talk about my own experience. These are, of course, of subjective claims about the world, but they are mine. Claim number one. I see and feel conversations. As a conversation happens, I feel its ebb and flow, usually in my sternum, up across my collarbones, and into my upper arms. I see a digression or a tangent, and feel it somewhere out in space between us like a rubber band stretching thin. As the conversation loops back to the main thread, I feel the stretchiness relax and resolve like a cadence. A conversation for me feels like water flowing from separate points high in a watershed to eventually meet the sea when it's time to go home. Claim number two. I experience dialogue differently from a conversation. Dialogue can happen both in written form or as spoken word. Observers and listeners can watch the thrust and parry like a tennis match. But to me, to engage in dialogue feels like pushing a boulder over a cliff and running behind it to try and steer its direction whilst it bumps erratically on the surface it's falling on. True, there is a back and forth, but dialogue with someone whose position I disagree with feels like the sensation of playing Wipeout half-cut at 4am on a Saturday on a big TV when the sense of acceleration becomes a sense of falling forward. Claim number three. It is absolutely galling to me that when we refer to whatever it is that happens when we communicate over WhatsApp or Twitter, a conversation, it feels different. It feels like I fling bits of myself across the internet at the other person, waiting for their own shredded signs of life to return. The blinking rhythm of the cursor absorbs emotion and nuance, but they are smashed against the rocks of the written word, flung into the digital at the release of the return key. Letters are different from communicating by chat. Holding a letter in my hand makes me feel strange. A heavy text, like the way you see a star or a planet warp space-time in the physics illustrations. I don't think I have written or read a letter and not experienced visceral emotions. IRC, MSN, web chat, twittering, tweeting. I don't know what we need to call it, but it's certainly not a conversation. Claim number four. For me, all conversations are spatialized. I see conversations in my mind's eye. Each one has a different shape, a color, a texture. Some change. Some serious conversations at my last job about budgets and money were crystalline, hyperdimensional, transparent with pink and purple hues. Some conversations that I'm not enjoying have a strange organic shapes and just taste wrong. Sometimes like metallic penny or taste like the smell of creosote on a hot summer's night. Claim number five, I no longer experience myself inside my head. And this perhaps is the strangest and most outlandish claim that I've made so far in this episode. I used to, I know what it means, I know how you feel, but I no longer situate myself inside my temple or behind the third eye. It's just no longer true. I screwed myself up meditating about six months ago and it hasn't returned. And I know the Yoga Sutra has some things to say about it, but it is strange and it is a new feeling. I feel myself at the end of my fingertips. It's not my fingertips, it's me. I'm no longer situated inside my brain when I'm thinking or when I'm dreaming or when I'm lying in bed. It's odd. It's 
difficult to explain. But nevertheless, it's very much real, and this is my experience of the world. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, it's the first time I've messed around with kind of pre-scripting something. I don't really like the way it sounds, but there you go. This isn't intended to be a duel. The whole thing was written in an hour and recorded and edited, so there you go. But I am looking forward to hearing about how you experience the world and if any of it chimes with you, um, please at me. I'm at the JMO on the socials and this episode should be available in all of your favourite podcatchers and iTunes. So subscribe if you want to hear more. This has been episode 1805 of Permanently Moved, a podcast in 301 seconds.